Welcome to Fandom Chit Chat, a show where I could devocalize anything and everything I find nerdy in the world of fandom. I'm your host, Suhurli. Today we're going to be sharing our thoughts on the series finale of Game of Thrones. Joining me today are my guests Ali and Uzair. Friendly reminder to check us out on Facebook so you know when the new episodes are up, and tell your friends to check us out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now on to the show with our guests. Alright, so just going to take a minute to introduce our guest. First we have Ali. What's up? And Uzer. Hi. Alright, so both my friends have some very passionate thoughts about this show, so we're just going to dive right in. Um, Ali, I'm going to let you start it off. Now that everything is wrapped up eight seasons later, um, how we like to rank um, our, our topics over here is, do you think it was high tier, mid tier, or low tier? Um... If I'm being honest, I I love the show overall. It was really good up until season seven, and even parts of season eight were really good. So I would still put it in like a high tier, but if the ending was a little better, then it would definitely be like one of my top three shows, I would say, that I've watched. But as of right now, I'd still I'd rank it just outside the top five. Okay. What about you, Azar? Um, for me, I kind of... I'm kind of in that zone right now where I want to neglect season eight as part of the entire series. So if if that were if that were the case, I mean this show is definitely high tier. Even six and seven se- uh, seasons that weren't you know up to par, I still think they were pretty significant. I thought they had good storylines and I was entertained, and uh, they were more or less logical as opposed to how season eight was. So, I mean, if they're talking about season one through seven, uh, definitely my favorite show for sure. Season when, season when you include season eight in there, I would say it's probably in the top three still, just because, I mean, the ending is a huge part of any show and they got to stick it. But you have to realize, I guess, in the logical sense where it's really hard to tie up loose ends uh, all the way through. And I think they could have done it. They could have done it. Sorry? I said, especially when you have this many characters. Right. And yeah, and it's hard and I get it, but, and I wasn't expecting it to be perfect or anything, but they definitely could have done a better job. If I feel like they didn't even try in a way, they kind of just took the easy way out on everything and thought it'd be okay. Yeah. But that's not the case, but still one of my favorite shows of all time. I feel like it was rushed. Honestly. Oh, for sure. It was super. They had 10 episodes uh, given to them by HBO and they decided to take six. So at that point, I mean, I think, <laughs> I honestly think the show writers, D&D, uh, they got a little nervous because they knew how built up it was and they knew they didn't have any books to rely on anymore. And at that point, they were like, all right, well, we're just going to take the money and run, you know. And then fan pressure on top of that yeah, because exactly, everybody's expectations right. are so high, the rumors are so high. So it's like, you know, it's the same thing with, with Endgame. It's, um, all right, we have to wrap this up what is the best way to do it that somebody hasn't predicted yet? How do we right. throw people off of like what they expect to see? What are predictions really that bad at that point? I feel like if you predicted the ending, then you've done your research at that point. But like, and you understand what the show is about. I, I'm all for making a show that is unpredictable and it's not any, anything that's uh, anyone's theorized. But that, that is, that's not justification for you to make a, a bad show. Like yeah. I would have, I would have much rather had them pick a theory and go on it as opposed to what they did. 
You know what I mean? I mean so real, real quick, just to clarify before we keep going, um, have either of y'all read the books? I read the uh, first one. I've researched some, but I haven't read them. Okay, so I just want to make sure that we're going mostly off of um, yeah, the show. off of show knowledge and book knowledge because I haven't read any of them either. Yeah, um, I'm still going to keep it as high tier, just as an overall show. Um, because one of the best things about the show is that, like, if you're not interested in somebody's storyline, there's always somebody else's that's, like, super fascinating. Right. So it's like you kind of get those breaks in between scenes and certain people to invest in um, and things along that line. Uh, I think in terms of comparison, me and Ali were talking about this a little more yesterday about how animes are actually surprisingly good at yeah. wrapping up their storylines. But aside from that, like, my personal favorites were Breaking Bad. They knocked it off perfectly. Um, Sons of Anarchy was very similar with that. Yeah, they had a pretty iconic ending. And then um, Person of Interest was pretty good for me as well. Never seen that. That one, I was kind of, it was like CBS decided to like cut it short. So the fact that they still like wrapped it up pretty well was impressive, but they still had a lot more storytelling to go. Right. Um, But those were, you know, a couple of examples, but it, it, it didn't click to me until I started coming up with this list how much um how much shows either just get really shitty as they're yeah. going on or they just like fail at wrapping it up um ali did you say that you didn't like season six and seven no i liked season six and seven of the show i like season seven felt rushed as well a lot of it felt rushed but it made sense yeah most of the time like one thing i'll show like compare season seven to season eight is when uh Viserion dies beyond the wall like that made sense to me right you know yeah. like it's the night king the night king is like this like he's a creature of the dark and he's just he's got magical ability so him killing a dragon makes full sense when yeah. euron fucking killed Rhaegal, like that, that just i don't that did not make any sense to me at all like was euron just sitting there for like a month waiting for them to come back that wouldn't surprise or, me if he did though like but it would have like why just he's just I, I understand that King's Landing and Dragonstone aren't that far apart on the map, so like sailing there might take like what six hours or something, not even less. But than they that. also I don't know knew what... that everybody was going to be at Winterfell, so they had time to prep the ships and like make their way over yeah. there. I'm not talking about the prep part. The thing that bothers me is that like he was there at the exact moment that Danny was flying back. So how did he know just randomly that Danny was flying back? Like that's the part that bothers me, and the show didn't really tie up that end because. Besides word of mouth, I guess, is how we found out, which is, I, I don't know, that just doesn't make sense to me. It's just like, yeah. why? And how? I personally think that he actually was camping out. Right. I mean, he's known, he's known to be, to spend years and years on the sea, so that wouldn't really surprise me either. What did kind of piss me off a little bit, and it's being a little nitpicky, I guess, but I just don't understand how or why uh, Rhaegal got killed by three spears back to back to back. And then they miss every single spear on uh, on uh, Drogon, and I get it. Like, I get you have to do what you got to do, but at least like have one spear miss the dragon, or like, like or don't one hit a vital, or one like scrape Drogon. You know, something like that. Just give me some kind of nuance, and not just completely miss and completely make. And it's yeah. like you're not being logical at that point, and it's no different. Like in terms of editing, in terms of uh, CGI, all that. It's not too much more work. Like you could have made it 
possible easily if you want. You, yeah, it, it really bothered me that um, that he like knocked out all the ships. So it's like okay, she yeah. Drogon got all the ships. That makes sense. But like the people on the wall would have heard all the ships blowing up, and they could have turned their scorpions at that point. Like they weren't even okay. pointing in their direction. What do you guys think of this though? Like, like when Drogon attacked in Episode Five. He completely demolished every ship, every scorpion, basically the entire city at, at the end right. that we saw. Right. Um, yeah. and, but uh, when Euron attacked, why didn't he just do do it then? Like, why didn't he just destroy the fleet then at that moment? Like, what was stopping him from doing that? Because well, there was no change between Dan, yeah. like with, with Danny and and Drogon at that point. Like, they were still the same two people. Like, he didn't have any armor, as right. people theorize, or there weren't more dragons popping up as I thought was going to happen like randomly. Cause I was expecting something cool to happen, but it didn't. And I'm still, okay, so I do it. actually have, I do have thoughts on that. Like he um, just, like, I don't understand why he just didn't attack Euron's ship right then and there. And then they could have actually captured Euron and then had a bigger advantage at that point. I don't know. I, it's just, I brought that up to Ollie the first time we talked about it and he completely had different thoughts on that. Yeah. It changed after that, that battle scene. <laughs> I was like, how, like, once, once I just saw him fly in and yeah. just completely take out Euron, I was like, why did you not just do this initially? Like, but, why wait? But I do get that she had more time to – that was like all of a sudden out of, out of nowhere. The second time around, it was she had more preparation, more uh, time to think about it, more time to think about how to maneuver Drogon in a way which would be hard for the – Element of surprise. Right, exactly. Like going up and down, going up and down because it's easier for Drogon to go up and down rather than Scorpions to be maneuvered that way, you know? So I get it. But at the same time, like if they're able to hit three perfect shots on Rigel, then they could have gotten one on Drogon, and you know, given some kind of logicality to it. But there was none. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, it would have. I would have appreciated it more if Drogon did get hit or at least scraped a couple of times. And like, it would have made more sense for her to go mad too at that point. But she just kind of, it just came out of nowhere. You know, there was no final trigger that made it happen right before it happened. That makes sense. Wait, at which point? The I'm first time about, that I'm, I'm talking about whenever she went, when, when, whenever she went mad um, at King's Landing, there wasn't like a trigger that made her go mad. A final trigger, yeah, of course. There was Missandei. Okay, so dying, that's all that's that. where that's where my thoughts kicked in. Like, yeah, Missandei died, but at the same time, this right. is the first time that she's had to make decisions on this scale with no advisors. Exactly. Yeah, because Grey Worm is also mad. So he's thinking war perspective. He's thinking attack perspective. She doesn't trust Tyrion. So if he's saying don't blow up the city and all, all that's going on in her head is blow up the city, she doesn't have Beerus anymore. She doesn't have Missandei anymore. She doesn't have uh, Jorah anymore. But, so but like got- I, that, that attack made sense because it was the first time that nobody was keeping her in check. But she kind of I'd have to agree. I have to agree with Zuhair on that one. Like we've seen her be impulsive in the past, and then her advisors are the ones who check her impulses. I get it. Um, I mean, even on Essos, like Virus and Tyrion had multiple conversations about how they are the ones that are keeping this Targaryen in check. You know, when they believed in her a lot more. So it makes sense that now she's just kind of like, just, just fuck it. I'm just gonna rain hell on this. But like, it, it would have just made more sense to me if there was like some kind of trigger right, be- right before she went mad. If Drogon got hit, or if like Cersei did something to taunt her, or something happened that finally blew her off the edge, as opposed to Masande last episode gotten killed. She has so much more. She has so much, so much time to process that, and it doesn't. Bro, Loki, Loki, Bran was just whispering to her like he was to the Mad King. That's all that happened. Honestly, or I've heard a theory about Bran controlling 
drug on so that she did that and then he finally becomes king i've been hearing a lot of theories about about brand being a bad guy yeah the one of the big ones that i heard i don't know if you've heard this one but i actually uh watched this on espn uh aaron Rodgers said this i don't know if you guys heard this oh, one yeah, i saw the link yeah. and i uh i shared it to listen to it later and i haven't yet yeah so basically what aaron Rodgers says is like it's just like a thing they asked him like are you satisfied with the ending and he's like no i'm not like it was stupid like everyone else Agreed. um and he's like first of all why is brand sitting on the throne like sansa had a better story Arya had a better story john had a better story Tyrion had a better story. story. he just listed off all the characters who had a better story than branded and i'd have to agree with him and he was like the only thing i can think of is that brand knew that if he told john that he was aegon targaryen's son or sorry rhaegar targaryen's son that um he would end up telling Sansa who would tell Tyrion who would tell Varys and then it would get back to Danny in this like crazy way and then she would go crazy like she would go mad queen essentially and then Bran could take the throne for himself like that's like a big theory apparently that's going on but I just I still think that's really stupid it's like yeah, okay no, I, I don't I don't even think the show writers like kind of had a backup or like a backstory on that or anything I, I think these are all things that we're speculating and they kind of make sense in a way but there's no way that like it was meant to be that way you know no, yeah, I think also, it was just a matter of Tyrion just thinking Bran would be the best bet and kind of win with it. I mean, okay, first of all, how do you think Bran is the best bet when the first thing you say is, uh, I choose Bran the Broken? Like, his name yeah. is dumb as hell. Like, what the fuck? And Are you, like, all, okay, Bran the Broken. And then also, like, he didn't have a personality until this last episode. Like, the entire time they referred to him as Bran, he goes, oh, I'm not Bran, I'm the Blue-Eyed Raven, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, whenever they were wanting to make him Lord of Winterfell, he's like, "Oh, I don't want to be Lord because I'm not Brand, whatever." And then out of nowhere, and then out of nowhere, he's okay with being king, like with no like there was no backlash on his end where he's like, "No, like I wouldn't be like this is not me, whatever." He was just like, "Oh, why do you think I came all this way?" It just it's like be consistent with somebody, you know. Don't give him one story and then completely turn it around one eighty on another level. Ah, Getting riled up like y'all wanted me to. (laughs) (laughs) Called it. Yeah, go back to the gym after this. Uh, Yeah. um, In a way, I'm okay with Bran being the king. Like, it was... I I don't want to say I was disappointed with the ending, but I was underwhelmed with it. Like, I understand that it could have been better, but it's like... Like okay, okay, I'll accept that this is, because the the first half of the episode was fantastic. Everything I, up until that council meeting, I thought was great. Yeah, I I would agree with the fact that I'm fine with the ending. Like fine, like Arya goes does her thing. John ends up north. Sansa liberates Winterfell. Brands the king. All that's fine. The Stark children ended up being idiots who just won it all at the end of the day. But my problem is how they got there. Like. The last season just it doesn't make sense how they all ended up where they did. Besides, like kind of Sansa, who's like been true to her character the entire time. Like she once she got back to Winterfell and was the Lady of Winterfell, her story is I don't want Winterfell to kneel to anybody, and she's the only one. And Arya, I guess, stuck to her like character. Whereas John, he did stick to his character, but like he was so back and forth, like no motivation as to what's going on. Like at one point, he was like vouching for Jan for Danny to essentially do genocide on right, a city. Yeah. Like when he talked to Tyrion, it's like. That doesn't make sense. That's out of John's character, and they really made. Fun. When did he vouch for that? They really though? made. Fun I mean, of like, bitch. Remember when he was talking to Tyrion? 
he was like, oh, she had to do what she had to do. Like, yeah. what would you have done? And then Tyrion's like, well, what would you have done? And that's when John's like, okay, you're right. I wouldn't have done that. Or but still, or like, even when, like, or even when, um, uh, Varys was talking to him, and he goes, he says something about her potentially going mad, and he goes, well, that's her decision then. What? Like, why would you not have some kind of opinion on that? Why are you being a blind follower? You've never known to be a blind follower, so why now? Yeah, and also being an honorable man, like he yeah. ends up killing Danny, who he claims to like, who he bent the knee to. So where did that honor go? Like, John was completely out of character this last episode. It was just, it was just an, a weird thing it's to watch his to be character. Being... Yeah. It's weird to think about that. Like John's mission for let's say let's say eight years now has been specifically on the night king. Right. Like. This is this is the first time that you know after eight years he has to start making decisions on something outside of being part of the Night's Watch, you know, being involved with the politics and being involved with eight, um, the invasions and stuff like that. So, like, I understand why he's out of character because like that perspective is new to him. Every like high position that he's ended up in, he never wanted. He just kind of got like stuck with it. So I, I see why this is a stressful situation of like okay, like, I don't know how to deal with this whatsoever. I'm just going to, like, politely follow and hope that things work out. I guess I get that point of view, but just knowing John and his, and how reasonable he's been about every single thing the entire series, I would think he would, that would be applicable to this um, situation as well. You, it's just really out of character. I mean, I get it. It's just unfamiliar for him, but you don't, you you have and then in terms of honor too like he's betrayed the wildlings and then when when the night's watch needed him he betrayed them to help the wildlings because every and then this whole thing of like going with you know betraying his family to go to danny and then betraying danny to help his family and then like that's it's he he is a pretty confused he, he had an end goal and he did whatever he needed to achieve that end goal and which was saving the yeah. world right so i mean you have to sacrifice your nobility at some point in my opinion it sucks we're handed up though that's <laughs> like like arti- artistically it was appropriate but like it sucked that he had to be stuck i, I wish they had like given us some kind of indication as to what the night watch even does anymore like why, why yeah there's why no more they, why they also, who's forcing john to be up at the wall now like the Unsullied are gone. They said they're leaving, remember? They're not going to the Reach. They're going back to Essos. I saw the memes about that. Yeah, like, like no one's making Jon stay at the Wall. And I don't think Grey Worm is going right. to know whether he's like, yeah, I'm going to go back to Winterfell. It's like, no one's going to say anything. Did you guys see that meme of uh, him talking to Sansa and Arya? And Arya goes... Yeah, it's like, it's gone. You can come out now. It's like, LOL, he's gone. He can come out now. Oh, the memes. Did you see the the actress for Arya... After the season went over, went on Twitters and she was yeah. like, "I'm just here for the memes," yeah. and everyone's been commenting on with the best yeah. ones. That's so funny. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, the memes, awesome. the memes have been the best part of the season. If I'm not gonna lie, yeah, they really have been, which is sad. So sad, but I love it. <laughs> that was one of the ones I saw. It was um, Daenerys when she wasn't eating for a while, and then it said what season eight is like, and then her dolled up, and it's like the season eight memes. <laughs> I like that. There's this group of there's this group of memes online where it's like you know how like after the episode they're like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I looked through the whole list today. It. Yeah, it's like one of the ones is like we kind of forgot that we spent 
a season seven building up the deeper significance of the army of the dead, what their purpose was or why they love swirly symbols. So we just decided to kill them off with no closure. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I believe it's it. Very accurate. I really believe it. The one that just about killed me today was there was an Unsullied standing behind Tyrion and it looked like he was kind of turned on. So it was like, we totally forgot that they were incapable of doing that. Uh, <laughs> it was so sad because I, I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram in the beginning of the beginning of the season. It was a story that I posted and it was, I like, I patterned my string lights into the white Walker symbol on my wall. Yeah. 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 And it looked really cool. And I was like, this is like the end all be off of the season, the white Walker. So I'm going to do this just because, you know, just a personal project I wanted to do. Took me like a couple hours to do it. It was cool. It looked cool, and then they died. Thir- and then he dies third season, third episode. I'm like, okay, well, what do I do with this now? <laughs> it was like halfway through, and it just was so irrelevant at that point. I looked at my wall in shame every single day. <laughs> <laughs> I just love all the all the women that name their kids Khaleesi or call their babies Khaleesi, right? Or Danny, Daenerys. Yeah. The baby it was funny. Uh, Daenerys uh, or Amelia Clark was like. I think she like said in an interview that she is, uh, she's scared that Beyonce is going to hate her because of what Daenerys did. <laughs> like that's what she's <laughs> worried about. Uh, that's funny. Um, I'm curious on y'all's opinions. Cause I never really talked to you guys about everything that happened, like battle of Winterfell. And before that, what were your thoughts on the, on the first two episodes that like led up to battle of Winterfell? I thought they could be condensed, I'm not going to lie. The first two episodes, right. a lot of exposition, which is fine. Or it was, okay, at the time when it was happening, I was okay with it. I was like, okay, they're all going to die. Like, I'm cool with this exposition. Fine. Mm-hmm. But seeing how the show ended, I feel like you could have combined both of the exposition episodes together and then given us a little more action and like filled some of the holes with the right. extra, what, hour that they had. Because yeah. it was the first two episodes, like, at the moment, like, again, at the time, I was fine with them. I was, like, excited. And then the Battle of Winterfell happened. Again, I loved that episode. It was great. And then after that is when everything just went to hell. It was like, what? I Yeah, uh, that's how I felt with the, like, the first one. I thought it was gold. Um, all the reunions were fantastic. Uh, when it led up to Jamie coming up, like, um, me and Rusty were talking about this on the, on the last episode we did on Game of Thrones. Because we only covered the first one. But, like, I was really excited to see, like, Jamie's trial in front of the Starks and how that would go out. But then it happened so quick. And then the rest of it was just kind of, like, them chilling yeah. in front of the fireplace. And all that. So I agree that, like, by the time, the first time that I saw the second episode, I was like, okay, I wish I had a little bit of action in that one. And then I went into, okay, everyone's going to die, so it'll be okay. And then I saw it, I was like, not that many people died. Like, that whole thing where they lined up and the Dothraki at least went in. Yeah. Like, that would have been a good cliffhanger. That would have been a good And then go into Battle of Winterfell, and then, you know, kind of pushing more on, Agreed. on the last couple Agreed. That would have been episodes. a great cliffhanger. I would have been freaking out by the end of that episode. But, uh, yeah, like, fir- first two episodes were, they were they were good episodes. Like, especially first one, it was good buildup, uh, all good reunions. Second episode was good, too. But it was kind of as stagnant as number one. And it was like, okay, we, we waited two years, we get one episode, and it, it's, we, accept, we expect it to be a build-up episode and a reunion episode. Cool. Episode two comes around, okay, maybe we'll get like a little more action, maybe we'll get a death. Nope. Same old build-up, same old reunion talking, nothing really significant except for people. They're, they're, 
what they were doing was they were emotionally appealing to us for future episodes so we, that we get more connected to the characters or get reconnected to the characters that we lost connection to in the past and so that we can be disappointed later on which you know game of thrones loves doing but that wasn't even true like we got connected to brienne and she never died i wish she had died like that would have given me a real emotional emotional uh reaction that never happened or Arya and gendry like what yeah. like they they showed all that they're like okay finally after like what 10 years of watching this relationship it was, or I guess we yeah. watched it for a year, and then it was on hiatus for seven years. They come back and do that, and it's like, what just happened? Like, is one of them gonna die? Like, I thought I legitimately thought one of like every single couple was gonna die. Right. Like, I thought you Masande didn't even see Gendry fight very much. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. I thought, I thought first of all, I thought Masande was gonna die in the crypts. Like, I was like, when they went in the crypts, I was like, that can't be the safest place. There's dead people there. Like, yeah, what are you doing? That was stupid because uh, Tyrion admitted that in, inside the episode. He's like, oh yeah, like why sh- Tyrion should have thought. Tyrion should have thought of that. We're in the crypt. There's dead people, and he can bring dead people back to life. So, like, they knew what they were doing, but they did it anyway, which is stupid. See, that that's... Uh, I'm iffy on that one just because a lot of these people are having trouble accepting that there are White Walkers to begin Not with. Not Tyrion, though. Tyrion knows damn well. Uh, Tyrion's seen one. Yeah. Tyrion knows what they're about. He, like, I, It's just hard for me to believe that he didn't think of that. And that... Well, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I could 100% seeing John just not telling them that, like he just it just slips his mind. He's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, they can raise the dead." And it's like, John, that's an important detail. You could have told us that. We would not have gone to the crypts then. He's like, "Oh my bad." <laughs> like I could see that. Maybe, maybe he just didn't anticipate them actually breaking through the stone. No, I mean, uh, I don't know. That's not believable either. I mean, I, if that were the case that John forgot to tell them, I wish they had like told us in the next episode. <laughs> oh, like. John's like, oops, my bad, you know. Yeah, they're like, yo, John. Like, Santa's like, yo, did you know the dead come back to life like, in the crib? Like, uh, like, oh shit, like, yeah, you could do he's that. Like, uh, no, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> no, they knew that because uh, everybody knew that because they knew that they had to kill the Night King because he's the one that raised all, every every yeah. other dead white. Yeah, the only thing that I can think of is maybe he didn't anticipate them actually breaking through the graves, but that's that's all I can head. I mean, dude, they broke through like the wall. I mean, no. I, granted, it was tr- as a horde, not one pile of broken bones alone. We're giving them too much. Oh, you talking about the walls of one pile? Are you talking about like the the stones of the of the graves? Like, what are you talking about? No, the crypts. Yeah, we're. Oh, you're talking. We're about giving. Crypts. I was like, we're giving the writers way too much credit that we we think they're <laughs> thinking about these things. They weren't even thinking about but, it. There was. No. <laughs> they weren't they, it was nowhere in their mind i mean at least like when i was watching when i was watching the episode none of it was bothering me it was just kind of like oh shit this is happening like i was on the edge of my seat yeah before, I, mean, so could, it, after I was complaining of... about it being too dark at first but it made sense that it was right. too dark no that's i was what okay kept with the suspense going like i was yeah because my my level of of frustration was maintained throughout the episode it's not like i was mad it was dark and then I was mad at everything that was happening. It was the sense of like, okay, I need to see what's happening to this people. And then I'm still freaking out of what's happening to the people. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't have an issue with it being. I, I think the main issue I had with Battle of Winterfell is that not enough people died. And that was I mean, every, yeah, every, every, everything, else, everything else I can forgive. But it was like they really built it up and like everybody thought that was, that's what was going to happen and didn't happen. It was the first time that Game of Thrones didn't kill people whenever we thought it would. 
as opposed to yeah. You know, you know what's funny? One of my friends was saying there was there was never truly a battle scene with one of the main characters and like one of the White Walkers. Like, yeah, I know. You know not the not even the himself, not, a, not a single one yeah. of the captains died. It just went straight that. to the night. Why that were they not part of the battle? Blew me away. Yeah, that was super good. Yeah, like Brienne has a Valerian steel sword that could like fight with them. Jamie has a Valerian steel sword that can fight with them. It would have been sick. Like, it would have been Jorah sick if like, each of them had like one, yeah. one captain, one general that they had to fight. That would have been really and like what and then a couple of them died by the generals. Like that would have been completely cool. You know that, that, yeah, that reminds me of the the Cell Saga scene when the Cell makes the little Cell Juniors and he's like, yeah. "Yo, go, go fight, go fuck them up." And it's like, "All right, bet." It's like, it's like, why did the Night King just not do that? It's like, "Yo, go fuck them up." It's like, "All right." Yeah, yeah, I could, I could have seen a lot of cool scenes happening out of that, like Jamie and Brienne kind of like double teaming one of them, and then you see just a bunch of them fall. Arya actually getting like a headshot on one, you see a bunch of them fall. Like it's just kind of like a quick morale boost, and then it just gets crazy or yeah, somebody the only, dies the again. Only, the only cool death that really happened in that show was Lady Mormont. Like, yeah. damn, that was sick. That was awesome. Also, didn't really- I was really mad when I died, though. Like, I saw it coming, and I was annoyed with how much Sam was getting people killed. Honestly, um... Yeah, Sam was useless. Why was he there? I don't know. He should have been in the crypts. Yeah, he so should have been in the crypts, honestly. Yeah, sure. He straight up admitted I can't hold his damn sword, but I'm still going to get my best friend want, killed. I don't want to take anything away from Lady Mormont, because that was a really cool kill. But to be honest, anyone with Dragonglass or Valyrian Steel could, could have gone up to the giant's leg and just swiped it. <laughs> and boom. also true very true and that would he it in essence the giant was the easiest guy to kill yeah you could just mm. throw like a dragon glass yeah, at exactly, him and right a lot a lot of um i don't know if a giant zombie came through the gates i'd be pissing myself scared to do anything you can, i mean yeah you have uh arrows you can shoot at him or whatever long range shots I get it. We're being nitpicky. I get it. It's cool, but (laughs) nah, I can't. I can't defend that one. (laughs) Just use a scorpion like Thirsty would do. Yeah. Yeah, because they magically hit when you don't know they're coming. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Clearly, they just shoot in the dark and they hit something. Like that's what they were actually heat seeking seeking missiles, not. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Kyber with that technology, and then the mountain just decides to go. Kyber was way. Way uh, ahead of his time. <laughs> Can we talk about that real quick? Kyber's death was fantastic. Was awesome. Yeah, I did not see that coming, and I loved every second of it. And the Hound could have easily done the same thing to Cersei. Like, oh, all right, well, let's like, he, go. he didn't really care about Cersei at the moment, and he knew that. I mean, he kind of knew that she was <laughs> inevitably dying anyway, and he had one yeah. one target only at that moment. Which was the cool part. You know, even when I was watching, when I was watching Cersei's death, like, as I was watching, I was like, oh, that's a very poetic way to go. Yeah. Is and it then though? later, Is later, it, like, uh, as I was watching, like, or, like, reading people's reviews and how, like, bad they were and how they wanted her to be, like, I, I get it. I get like, yeah, it's I poetic, but it's just not Game of Thrones, man. Okay. I think that, I, I feel like people forget this. Like, Jamie and Cersei are still twins. Like, like, the way they died as lovers was just odd to me. I was like, I understand, like, Oh no! Everything about the relationship was odd, but if we're going right. off, like, the, the way they died was like they didn't die as a brother and sister; they died as lovers. And I'm just like, is 
This is but they, weird. I don't they, like. They were more people. lovers than they were brothers and sisters. I mean, we can. I think we can and they're maybe okay, okay. First of all, you can't be more lovers and brothers and sisters if you're if you share I'm the same about fucking mentally. physically. I'm talking about mentally. They thought themselves as lovers more than they talked more than they thought themselves as siblings, and you can't deny that. I mean, I guess, but either way, that's like other than that, like Cersei's prophecy came true i guess but in a weird way and i didn't like that like her prophecy was like she'll have three children they all die and then she'll have her younger brother will kill her i just think she deserved a more violent death just and not because i'm freaking like some kind of demon cynic but it's like it's just what what's happened to all the other villains and we've all been so satisfied by it you know like yeah, like no one liked Cersei. Like, if she got a brutal, like she actually got a very I like. I loved Cersei as a villain. Death. She was all, she was a great villain. Like, I would have loved to see a, a satisfying death for her. It didn't happen. Like, Jamie I mean, getting him. getting pummeled by rocks was kind of satisfying. And no, I, I think it's kind of lame. And then also, what's even lamer is that the entire uh, whatever you want to call it, crypt or whatever, it wasn't even full of rubble. It was just yeah, they yeah. Were, they could have easily like tear, tear, yeah, like, yeah. They could have moved. Over, over. Like, Come on. <laughs> when that episode started, I, all my friends started looking at me because I started laughing when he was looking up at where the doorway was sealed, and there was like yeah. that little gap. And I was like, he's probably thinking I could fit through that. <laughs> I was like, how is he gonna climb that? <laughs> okay, but you guys realize like if they took like what three right. feet. Like, three steps to the left, like they would have survived. Oh, I mean, and that's not that's <laughs> it's like one what? of those things where. They could have just done it where they they could have just made it where the the entire area was covered with debris, and I would have believed it. It would have been like, okay, cool, like I I can live with that. But there was like two piles, and they happened to be one of them. Yeah. Despite all that, Tyrion's performance oh, yeah. when he found Love them it. was old, and and, uh, and how they were like placed within the rocks was pretty cool, graphic too. Yeah, you saw the right. hand sticking out. Okay, so so that part didn't really like bother me. What what was confusing to me about that scene was I thought Tyrion hated Cersei. I mean, like the entire it, it show, was it was always love. And, and you know that because like she had plenty and plenty of chances to kill him. She never acted on on any of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, because family loyalty is like one of right. the biggest themes of the show. So there was an under. Uh, I think yeah. that's why a lot of scenes were as powerful as they were of him killing his dad, of him leaving Cersei, and things like that. You know, we're all because they, they constantly emphasize how important family is to these people. Yeah, there was always that underlying underlying theme where Cersei didn't really feel well, she hated him, but like not enough to kill him herself. Hell they even reminded us how much Sansa didn't like John. Yeah. I gotta pee, guys. Be right back. I just have one final thing to say about the show, or at least this season, and I'll say it when he's back. Yeah, I can't really think of anything else benefit of a short season or a shitty season that too there were a lot of 10 episodes they should have taken all the episodes probably couldn't spread the cgi budget they had dude you know that their budget was not lacking at any point like no way they were like oh we don't have the budget for it's like bitch just text like the hbo guy be like yo give me more money it's like all right bet like we gotta show, we gotta show John petting ghost. We need the money. All right, all right, we can do this. Okay, that was inexcusable. Well, was? That was bullshit. That they actually publicly announced that they didn't have the money to pet 
Like to have, yeah, to have not my dog. That like, are you kidding? Episode, huh? bro, just put like a baby hand against like a husky and then blow it up and call that John petting a ghost. <laughs> like it was that hard. Like, come on. Yeah, that was really dumb. Like there were, I, I think I, I think I was gonna tweet or I did tweet about that. I was just like, I really want to know exactly what reason they had for John not to pet ghosts on that episode. Like there was no. Apparently, it was money. Like they didn't have the budget, that which is, like I was just telling him. That makes no sense. Yeah, it's like if it, if this is the last season of the most iconic show on your network, then just you're making it work. Like, like, literally, the they could, they could have copied and pasted what happened in the last episode when they when he petted John, and they could have copied that with a different uh, green screen in the back Finger. <laughs> into yeah. into a season or episode, whatever it was. Yeah, it was so yeah. stupid. It was so dumb. If you can go into post production after an episode comes up and get rid of a Starbucks cup, you can and a water it. bottle and an arm and a hand and a water bottle. Yeah, was, I don't remember. I, I really think I, I think yeah. they just didn't really care, which was stupid because from all the marketing that they did for this season, I thought I had such high expectations of how crazy it was going to be and like how you know just exciting it was going to be, and all the marketing. It, it just felt like it was just to get everyone hyped up for nothing, you know. Yeah, and it was also like funny. right after like Endgame ended too, which a lot of people were satisfied yeah. with. So like the emotional attachment to everything was just skyrocketed. Right. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was just thinking about this, this the other day. I was like going back and watching like the teasers and like the the trailers for this season, and I was thinking initially when I first watched them before the show came out, I was like, "There's no spoilers. They didn't reveal anything." And then after watching the season, I was like, "They didn't have any spoilers because there's nothing." <laughs> Like, there's just nothing to spoil. They still literally just what is what is going on? It's like what can we throw? I love nothing. I love the happened. interviews. I love the the specific interview whenever they're talking to Amelia Masson or Amelia and then uh, Natalie Manuel Masande and then Grey Worm guy. Uh, and they go, so what do you think about the season? The season eight ending before it came out, and she was like, best season ever. <laughs> and you like at that point you knew it was, <laughs> she was dying. Like there was. Even Brand was just kind of like he thought that they were playing a yeah. Brand, and then and then uh, the one with Tyrion, uh, Peter Dinklage, he kind of like it. It seemed like he was like rehearsed. He, he had rehearsed what to say, and he like he had no emotion behind it. Like he was being held hostage to say whatever he needed. Yeah, to say. yeah I do remember it's that like, one. Come on. Yeah, I, I agree with that sentiment. 100%. None of the actors like agreed um, with the ending, in my opinion. Yeah, they were they were also very quick to say it's like oh it's disrespectful to the writers and the crew and the people who made the show. It's like yeah, I understand they put a lot of hard yeah, work into no, this. Okay, but yeah, I I will give right the now. actors all the credit in the world. I'll give the the producers all the credit, the directors, whoever, just not the writers. They're they're the only ones to blame here. Everything else is perfect. You know what's like, gonna if, stop? If I had yeah. to wait another year and just get a satisfying season, yeah, like, I would, for I would sure. be fine with that. Like. It, Take the time that you need to like give a golden yeah, ending. Don't rush it. And the thing is, like, if if George R. R. Martin releases the final books, if he ever does that, I don't think the endings or the way they got to the endings are gonna oh, match no. up with how the sure. show got to the ending. Like, the books are definitely gonna be better than the show. The response and they got. Yeah. So I'm gonna actually have to read a huh? book. Yeah. And his books are thick, dude. They're like a thousand Quick pages notes, each. Bro. Fuck. Audiobook it is. <laughs> True. One of my favorite perspectives that somebody shared with me was that the books were written from the perspective of a maester. Really? 
and like everything was like clean and concise and that the show was um was from the perspective of a drunk where he started off sober and then like as the seasons go on he's just getting drunker and drunker huh i've never heard that before have you, have you guys no, heard that's that cool <laughs> maybe it, yeah it's a good way to look at it but i feel like the show kind of follows like i want to say like brand's perspective a little bit like once he starts becoming the three-eyed raven and stuff yeah you see, like, random bits and pieces of like scenes that just don't mesh together and that's kind of how brand's knowledge of a three-eyed raven is as well like he sees everything in the past but he hasn't quite put it all together and that's what i felt like the last season was like it's like from brand's perspective like he like we're seeing all this happening but we don't know why it's happening yeah that makes sense yeah. like and then like just harley like went back and had to tell sam be like oh by the way Rhaegar and uh liana got Oh, no, or he break out on all and they got secretly married and sam was like what it's like dude you are the worst three-eyed raven i've ever seen like yeah, oh my god what? yeah it's like what why does sam need to tell you that like you can't just figure that out yourself like you go back and go look at everything like you have all the time yeah. in the world like damn dude and gets a better time traveler than you um, are and then him i also like that one perspective where it was um it was it was um, after Bran was crowned. It was like, ha! I'm not going to tell anybody that the last three-eyed raven survived for a thousand years. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Like he's going to have to get killed by somebody. He's going to be king for that long. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's also crazy about Bran being king is the fact that like no one can betray him because apparently he can see everything. So it's like, okay, it's like, oh, you're going to try to betray me? I already knew it. I'm gonna kill you now. Yeah, like, but if right, enough sweet. people want to betray him, then he has no. Uh, def- defense to protect himself, you know. Uh, he's got the King's Guard still, like Brienne and Podrick. I mean, all kings have King's Guard. Hats off to Podrick. I'm so happy for him. Hats off to Braun, dude. Sell sword to no. Braun's just that that really pissed no. me off. What they had no no reason to include a subplot in this season. It it didn't lead to any anything at all. It was just a waste of time. It was unnecessary. And it's like, why even put that in there? Use that time for something more efficient, something more productive. I think they put Bronn's character back in because, like, everyone loves Bronn, but they didn't know how to yeah. put him in. If and he, the fact if, that if him had, and Lena Haiti. If he had showed up. They dated. You know, they yeah, dated yeah, him back, right? Yeah, Cersei yeah. and Bronn. That's like, cool. Yeah. So like, they, they can't be in scenes together because if they hate they each other, had, apparently. If they had showed him uh, as a master of coin in the last episode and not done any of the subplot that they did for him, I would have been cool with it. Like, okay, he's still relevant. Cool. I did not need to, to see something build up just to go nowhere. I mean, I did like the intensity of him recruiting, like being recruited to assassinate one of the brothers. But, but yeah, that, like, that should have like led to something. I wish he had like, didn't lead to anything at all. I, feel like I, I wish he had killed like Tyrion and then Jamie lost his shit and then goes to kill Cersei. Okay, like, not damn. actually. I, I mean, I don't think he should have actually killed somebody because if either Jamie or Tyrion died by Bronze hands, no, I'm not saying like literally. If, I'm just if saying like tried, if, if they brought him in and something like done, went wrong, whatever, then I would be okay. That's cool. Yeah. But it like something something should have happened. Like not literally exactly, killed him, right, but exactly. something. Like if it was just Tyrion and Bronze in the room, Tyrion's trying to talk him down. And then Jamie kind of steps in and knocks out Braun. Then that would have right. made more sense. There was just no, as opposed to him coming in and be like, "All right, fuck." It was all up. rising action and no climax at all. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's that. 
title of your sex novel. Yeah. <laughs> Great show. <laughs> you should watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. Who's there? That's a good I show. Tried, I mean, I like <laughs> it. I I tried and I liked it, but it was like one of those shows that I didn't really care to continue. Oh, dude, it, it gets really good, like real I'm good. I'm not hooked on it, but it is very entertaining. Like I'll watch it yeah. the entire time. Yeah, I'm caught up on it. I love the show. Andy Samberg is hilarious. Um, so if I was thinking about this, if you guys could rewrite the sh- rewrite this season, how would you do it? Like, what would you genuinely like if you could throw in some of your ideas? I mean, this is an do? original, but the theory about um, the Night King going straight to King's Landing and recruiting the army over there and doing whatever he needed to do in King's Landing would have been such a more satisfying way to carry out the season. Him dying in that one season, one one episode after so long of being hyped up was a really, really, really disappointing factor in my in my book. I Yeah, I agree that I want more nineteen. He, he, he was he was always the major um, villain and then they killed him out of nowhere and made Cersei the, the major villain and then she died really easily. And it was like on to the it next like, one. Yeah, there were just three villains that died really easily. You know, like there was no adversity for any of the good guys. We never got to see more of the Golden Company yeah. either. Like I really wanted to see. Oh, them. They were so useless. Oh my god, bro. they were just irrelevant as hell. Like yeah. so irrelevant, it's just unnecessary. Like I don't even know. So you know what I wish? How I. Not rewrote the season, but like the direction I would have personally liked to see it have gone is, uh, you know, the exposition, like episode one, all that was fine. Um, but the point where Bran says, uh, yeah, the Night King's broken through the wall, blah, 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 blah. I would have more preferred it to have been like Jamie walks in at that point. He's like, oh, by the way, Cersei's not coming. And Danny's like, what the fuck? Like, she's not coming. And then she's like, okay, I'm not going to fight till I get the throne. And then the Night King is the final villain, rather than I guess Danny being the final villain. That too. Like Jamie walks in, he's like, "Sir, she's not coming." Danny's like, "Yeah, no, we got to get the throne first. They're too preoccupied with the throne to notice that the Night King is coming down." And like, I would have loved to see like while Danny and Cersei are fighting, the Night King just takes over Winterfell again, and then he marches, keeps marching south with Winter, and then the final battle is like the Night King's On river army. run. Yeah, it's like the army of the dead versus the survivors of the battle of Cersei and Danny. What pisses me off even more is that the entire introduction, like the intro uh, theme, was based off the White Walkers' uh, route route right. south, right? And then it just yeah. stops. And then it just right. stops yeah. right there. It's like you think it's going to go all the way down south, and that's why they made it like that. But nope, that was also a disappointment. I don't understand it. Right, but just imagine the suspense of the show. It's like, okay, Cersei and Danny are fighting. Like, let's say what, episode three, Cersei and Danny are fighting, right? And then at the beginning of the episode, you're like, oh shit, the White Walkers have reached the twins now. And you're like, in your mind, you're like, okay, Cersei and Danny need to wrap this up so that they can get ready to fight the Night King, who's literally right there. He's at the twins. That is a halfway point between Winterfell and King's Landing. This man is coming. Like he's gonna raise all of your dead soldiers, and you guys are gonna be fucked. Like the show went like, from being highly yeah. political to being highly supernatural, and then in the in a matter of one episode, it went back to polit- completely political with no more supernatural. That would have been crazy if, like, in the middle of the battle between Cersei and Danny, you just see like soldiers starting to stand up. Like, wait a minute, we killed you already. What happened? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like something like that, like would have been so much. Like the greater threat is the Night King. The right. greater threat is the dead. Stop worrying about your petty fights. 
like like i guess figure it out later but at that point it's too late like they're dead and then they just yeah it's too late then and then they have to like scrap away to like beat the night king now it's like okay what do we do took away like that secret weapon of the show also what bothers me is that if i could come up with this in like the span of like a five minute thought process how could the writers not come up with this like this ending is somewhat more cooler like i'm telling you they they didn't even try they just want to get over with the easiest way they could yeah. The only like if with everything staying the way that it is, the main thing that um that I wanted to see in terms of like cinema perspective, not so much of like because of my attachment to these characters, but I wanted to see a fight between Grey Worm and John. Too. I did too at the very like, end. Grey Worm, Grey Worm walking cool. in as Drogon was flying away, them facing off, and then like you know Arya or something stopping them. See what I wanted to see this this final episode. I think if the finale was to go as as to what I expected and to, to kind of like save the show and to kind of solidify Danny's Mad Queen persona that they were trying to show, I wish they had like shown the trial between Tyrion and Danny being up there instead of like this the Lords of Westeros, Lords and Ladies of the Westeros. I wish that wish they had shown like Danny questioning Tyrion and Tyrion does his normal thing. Where he's like, I demand a trial by combat mm-hmm. or whatever. And then Danny's like, okay, who's going to fight for you? And then John's like, I'll fight for you. And then Grey Worm's like, okay, fuck, I'll fight for you too. Or and then we saw that fight. John and Ming. No, but see, this is the thing. It's like, it's like she picks Grey Worm and then John and Grey Worm fight. John wins. And then Danny still can't like handle it because she's the Mad Queen now. And she's like, Drogon, Drakaris. He tries to burn John. John doesn't burn. And you're like, oh shit, what now? I did like that scene a lot. I, I, did, I, I did like the scene with uh, Drogon and John a lot. That was that got me a little emotional. But other than that, yeah, yeah, that was whatever. that was really well done. That's probably the best. I mean, scene. the whole thing, in, the whole thing in general, like Danny giving that big empowering yeah. speech, seeing like like you, ex, you know, with with everything at the Night King, like you were talking about, um, about King's Landing being covered in snow, but then they show that snow being ash, which is like even more intense. Um, just, yeah, I feel like everything that was leading up to Danny dying was, that was, that was and really how were there so many Unsullied and so many Dothraki left and there was just giving the speech? Like, the, like, the, nothing ever happened to the army, like, they were never decimated. Well, in Winterfell, they said they only lost half, so if they had 8,000 Unsullied, like, three or four Dude, it looks like they gained half, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I thought there was only, like, 8,000 Unsullied, and it looked like there was, like, fucking 20,000 yeah. out there, and I was like, wait, did you take... Like procreate, I think like, they're gonna have like penises. And, that, and that's also happened? another thing where they could easily—it would have been less work for them to incorporate less people in that in that scene. But I don't know why they decided to add everybody that was originally there. You know, it just things like that. Things like that just, that's where the yeah, I mean, budget exactly. went. It just doesn't make any sense, and it really to, makes it me mad to. that they didn't like rewatch it and be like, "Hey, maybe we should take that out." You know, maybe it doesn't make any sense. Or like, I Can we you, like, talk about were, that that two seconds of Drogon's yeah, wings opening up behind Daenerys? Though really I thought that was so cool. That was so that badass. Was really cool. Once that happened, I was like, "All right, yeah, bet this episode's gonna here. be dope." Right. But it was <laughs> never mind. Yeah, got him. I was like, "Oh shit, she's the devil!" And then it's like, "Yeah, okay, well, something, we're gonna kill her two minutes later." Seeing, cool. Uh, <laughs> just something about seeing Jon Snow in the final episode of the series where he's been the most important character i'd argue just seeing him locked up in a jail cell like you know with just looking all raggedy 
that really made me mad. It was like, why did they got had to do that to him on the last freaking episode? It, that kind of pissed me off, in my opinion. Yeah. But see, that seems like Game of Thrones character. It's like, oh, you like right, this but guy then a lot? give him a good ending where it's satisfying and it makes sense. But instead, they sent him to a non-existent, non-existent Night's Watch. Yeah, they, the Night's Watch has no purpose anymore. It literally has it, no it didn't have any purpose when they did find the White Walkers at the beginning of the show, though. Because it's I mean, been like multiple hundred years, and they no, thought the they all the time. Their, their purpose was to protect them from the wildlings. That's what but the they, purpose but was. But then, all, once the White Walkers came to the purpose... They also knew the White purpose, Walkers still existed at that point, because they had that horn. If, if, it, uh, if it blows two times, they knew they are coming. So, like, yeah. They, they knew that no, they the knew, White Walkers weren't... I think they knew... That they were once there. I think they knew that they were once there, and that horn was like, okay, if they rings three times, all right, the White Walkers are back, essentially. But like at the very beginning of the show, they kept saying, oh, we yeah, haven't seen a White Walker in thousands of years. They realized that they had been asleep like, the, whenever the show started, but now they have proof that he that right. the Night King was defeated. He was, and everybody along with him. But that still stands to the point that there was a Night's yeah, Watch for thousands of years with what, the anticipation okay, right, of White Walkers. What's the point of the Night's Watch if there's like a part of the wall right. that's broken and brand the builders not there to you know raise that oh. part of the wall? Like who's gonna raise that wall? Like are they just gonna build a seven foot like high wall so or short, something? Like is that possible? I mean, they built it to begin short, with. The only threats uh, above the above the wall were uh, the White Walkers and then the Wildlings, and now both are. One's defeated, and the other one is pretty much on the human side. Right, exactly. Civilized. Yeah. So what, like are, what is yeah, we're friends now, guys. anymore? What are they looking for? Snowstorms? I don't know. Cold fronts? Uh, yeah, it's frustrating, but, you know, we kind of have to yeah. move on with our lives at this point. <laughs> All right. It is what it is. All right, to wrap right. it up on – oh, go ahead, Ali. Yeah, my last point that I just want to make is um, from season one through season seven, there was always one or two episodes in every season where if you watched it, then you got really caught up in it. Like you were caught up with a character and then the character died. For example, season one, it was like the story of Ned Stark. You watched Ned Stark die. Season two, the Battle of Blackwater, like seeing Tyrion almost die was a crazy point. Season three, you had the Red Wedding and so on and so on. Every season had a point where like, even Arya uh, versus the Waif was a crazy scene because it's like you don't know who survived. It's like you assumed Arya survived, but right. the scene happened in the dark. You know, like you thought Arya was gonna die, but she ends up surviving. Like it, you had an emotional attachment to every character. And then season eight, even season seven, there was an emotional attachment to um, first of all, uh, Viserion dying was crazy, and then also before that, you saw the battle between Arya and Brienne, which was really cool, like the little yeah. fight that they had right before. The Battle of the Loot Train, where you were seeing Drogon attacking, um, you were seeing Drogon attacking the the tail end of High Garden or whatever, like the yeah. battle that had just happened with High Garden, and you did like you were torn because you're like, I want Drogon to survive, but I want Jamie to survive. It's like who's gonna win? Like what's gonna happen? You know? And I just feel like season eight did not captivate me at any right. point, besides maybe the Battle of Winterfell, which had no climactic ending. Uh, at the end of it, and I feel like that's why I'm mostly disappointed is because you took so much time, so much effort to make these seasons perfect with a lower budget. You had so much more money and so much more, and people were willing to wait for the new season, and you just didn't take advantage of it, and you ended the show poorly. And I just, that's why, to go back at the very beginning uh, of the podcast, 
is why the ranking of the show kind of goes down for me. My ideal ending would have been not specifically, but in generally something along the lines of two characters that we both love, say John and Danny, and them having both having very good points of view that half the audience can relate with one character and the other half can relate with another character. And we're just torn. We don't know who to root for at that point. And whoever loses, loses at that point. You know, like we don't get to choose that. But along along the entire season eight, it was like, okay, this is the bad guy. We need them to lose. All right, this is the bad guy. Now we need, we need them to lose. There was no nuance. There was no gray lines anywhere. It was always black and white, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, again, that goes back to right, like exactly. that earlier, right, like right, how right. well written the show was at the beginning. When they had like actual books to go off of, like George R. R. Martin's books, again, it just it's just yeah. a testament to his writing style. Like he did such a good job with the books, and then once the books were caught up, down, or once yeah. the show was caught up to the books, it's like, well, shit. Yeah, it's like why? Like it's like they couldn't finish it, and they honestly, I I would have preferred them to like wait for him to finish the books and then like restart the show. Like I would have taken um, a ten year wait if that's it. It's like ten years later. All right, Game of Thrones season they, eight they finally out. Like, okay, let's go. I mean, like let's. It wouldn't happen. be in anyone's mind minds anymore. And the younger actors would look a lot older. No, I mean, I, I get all that. It was just, it's just like, a, you know, I was just an exaggeration. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, if, yeah. Even if I had to wait like another two years, I would have been. Like, would've do been. it right or don't do Like, I mean, I guess I would prefer you to do it as well, but I would also prefer to do it, be done right. Like, I was going to say do it right or don't do it at all, but it's like, no, right. I still want you to um, do it. How do you just, feel about yeah, the spinoff coming out? Blood Moon or. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll I mean, I'll see, I'll see I, I'm having it. trouble. I'm having trouble deciding whether or not I'm gonna like if it's even possible for me to like it more than Game of Thrones, no matter how good it is, just because it's about one specific thing and not everything in Westeros. But it's about Wait, the Westeros and, and just their history and origin and all that. Okay, hey, man, I, I remember there was. I remember there was one prequel series that was happening that got canceled because the screenwriter decided to go to the Lord of the Rings show instead. Are we talking about the same one? How long ago did you hear about that one? That's been confirmed. Oh, no. I mean, this is pretty recent. I've I've been seeing articles on it in the past few days where it's on. Huh? But, yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, like, any spinoff show I'll be excited for. Yeah, I'm I'm all about I'm all about uh, Arya the Explorer. I, don't know how I feel about honestly. that that ending, man. Arya is never known to be like an explorer. What's Westeros? West like she she should have gone back to Bravos, America, like, train some more, or like train other people, or something relevant to her character. Yeah. She's never known to be an explorer. Like she's not freaking Christopher Columbus. It just it was really out of the blue. It didn't really align with anything that she's been doing. Uh-huh. Because Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. I get it. That was well, a good pun. Was there. Good job. That. I'm not going to take credit for that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah, I get that. But I thought yeah, she was going to go back and get that some training. Cool. That was kind of a missed opportunity there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Overall, disappointed in the final story. season. But so, yeah, happy, happy with Aria, the show. Arya, Tyrion, and um, Podrick were the most gratifying characters of the season. Eh, even Podrick was good. I think yeah, Sansa's character was awesome at the very end. Like, she had, I think she had the best story. In my opinion, she had the best story. Like, from where she started to where she finished, like, 
she got because it was the most unexpected. Like there was nothing flashy about it. No, but at the same time, like she wanted to be queen the entire time. Just initially, no, I'm she wanted... that in a good way. Like, yeah, there was nothing right. flashy, but like right. progression throughout. Like, and you don't even realize it until you start like rewatching the show. Like, I rewatched all of it before season eight started, and then like seeing Sansa like on her early stages was kind of like, man, you, you guys have been through a lot today. Or yeah, she had that. My tweet. I think Jamie would have had a. I think Jamie would have had a really good storyline as well, except so my tweet, um, which was stupid. At the end. It was them showing, you know, how that that scene whenever they're showing off uh, Sansa's new queen outfit, and um, there's a tweet that said, "Yeah, a tweet that said, that oh that. look, look like look how intricate this outfit is. Wolf, it has a wolf head, it has Tully scales, and then it has uh, weirwood leaves. Like she's the queen in the north." And I and I like retweeted it with a comment, and I was like. This outfit is more thought out than the entire season eight, and that's just so true because they I'm so much went into that that outfit where I was like if, if they spent half, yeah if they spent that I'm time right thinking now. about it, like how how to do the season properly, they could have done it so much better. Even her throne yeah, that has was really um, cool though. I mean, I enjoyed it. It's it. very visually appealing. She actually looked good. True. Joe Jonas is a lucky man. Well, I can see her in oh, yeah. Phoenix in a couple weeks. That'll be cool. True. You know the the writers for the show also wrote Star yeah, Wars Episode Nine, you're... right? Coming out in December. That was one of the memes too, where uh, Euron was looking up in the sky and it was the Millennium <laughs> Falcon. He's like, "Oh, sorry, we got That's all so our uh, properties mixed up." I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not going. The last Jedi sucked. The Last Jedi was so stupid, and then like, ugh, like this one's gonna be even. Yeah. I'm scared with these writers now. It's like, okay, maybe it'll be good, but I don't know if they do something with the Knights of the Old Republic. I'll be excited for it. I I don't. I'm not a huge I'm hopeful. Star Wars theory guy, but I I do enjoy watching them fight a lot. It's fun. I don't I don't go off theories, but I still love the franchise enough to be like hopeful for what's coming next. Especially yeah. on the Disney Plus service, like they have that Mandalorian series going on, like. I think it comes out November, and it's uh it's the same director that did the first two Iron Man movies and Lion King and all that stuff. So yeah, I, don't know. I have high hopes for what they're doing with Star Wars. That uh that Disney Plus Ooh. service comes out on my birthday, so uh, if you all were to ever giving a nice twenty sixth birthday present, I mean I'm buying yeah, it for right. myself anyway. Right. So I'll give done deal is here. I'm holding Ooh. you to that. True. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, I'll hit you up, man. I hit you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Cool. laughs> Uh, cool, yeah. cool. I got I got so much for my birthday two weeks ago, didn't <laughs> oh, I? Was your two weeks ago. <laughs> 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 um. So I wanted it. Right. I wanted to wrap it up like on a happy note of like what y'all's favorite moments like throughout the series were, but then Ali just went on his like. I mean, honestly, like season, the, so, yeah, the visual, cinematic effects of the entire you season want- were amazing. And I'll give that to them. Like, I enjoyed watching the episodes even with a bad storyline just because they were really pleasing to the eye. And I'll give them the credit for that. Um, yeah, I think if I was to pick one moment from the entire series, the one moment that always sticks out to me is uh, when Arya killed the phrase in that cold opening. That so I, badass. I will never forget that moment because it was like she got redemption yeah. for her family and I thought that was great. I thought that was that entire series that entire scene was just so well done. 
Yeah, see, and mine was probably the Red Wedding. Because, like, I personally didn't see it coming. And, like, I I absolutely Mm -hmm. loved Rob Stark's wife. And I thought Rob was an intense, like, amazing character as well. So it's like, okay, love Ned, but, okay, we have Rob now. And all that happened. It was like, we thought in the first season, we thought Ned was going to, like, go far. He died. I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. Like, we still have his son, Rob. Like, he's going to do really well. He's going to go really far. And then little do you know, he dies. And now it was like one of those things where you're holding on hope and then it, it just crushes them. And it really, it, it really got me to. And then there was one point right. where John died and you didn't right. realize that before you thought he was coming back. And I was like, why do you guys hate me with this so much? Yeah, <laughs> Everyone knew he was coming back. Like that wasn't a shock, dude. Everybody. But it was still speculation. Like when it right. ends and you have to wait a right. year to find out. That That's true like, because, because that John dying right. at the end of season five I believe is right. where the books also end. So the books end with the John dying. Like the fifth book ends with John dying. I'm pretty sure. I haven't read it, but I think mm. one of the one of my friends who's read the books was like, "Yeah, that's where the books." Why did Melisandre have to die? John's death. Gotcha. The, the battle, of Winterfell. Yeah, I was she used too much of her powers or something. Yeah, but like, she doesn't her- mean she can't live a normal life after that. So yeah, she's, she's like a thousand years old, bro. I think the necklace ran out of the power after she served the purpose. She took it off and threw it in the ground. (laughs) I think it was like a John Wick 2 scenario where she would have died on her own terms instead of Davos coming after her. I haven't seen any of them. (laughs) You haven't seen two? Yeah, neither have I. Good thing I I just talked over you so I didn't hear anything. (laughs) All right, guys. I'm going to eat food. All right. Well... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I need to keep studying. All right, guys, appreciate y'all taking the yeah, time out fun. to talk about this. We'll be back sometime soon. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be back for another nerdy Spider-Man. thing. I don't know what, but right, figure it out. Fine. Probably Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, All Brooklyn right, Nine Nine. Catch you later. All right, peace. All right, guys, take care. Yeah, chat soon. <laughs>